Starting and sustaining a business is hard. Whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello and welcome to my show, Go For It. Thank you so much for coming back today and every day, every week, every month to listen to my show, Go For It. Remember, I bring on expert guests who can help enlighten us and help us grow as individuals and also as business owners. And you know what? Today is no different. But remember, I am your Go For It celebrity business and life coach. I am a speaker. I'm also a voiceover artist, right? I love doing that as well. And I'm an international best-selling author. I brand myself as a celebrity business coach so I can help you start and grow a home-based business, but also find media outlets to help promote your business because once you start it, you still have to promote it. And wow, I mean, it's so exciting because uh, my clients love it. Anyway, you can also go to johosman.com. There I have a free download called The Secrets to Realizing Your Dreams. Or all you got to do is pop in your email and that download is all yours. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have a fantastic guest on the line with me today. And I don't know, are you diabetic or do you know somebody who's diabetic? Because this is going to be exciting. Now, I'm not diabetic, but I know many, many, many people who are. Plus, I know a dog that is. So, Patricia Daker is my special guest today, and she is drawing from over 30 years as a registered nurse and over 25 years as a type 1 diabetic. Patricia has keen understanding of, you know what, both sides of the needle, right? So she's given the shots and she's taken the shots. So that's what she means by both sides of the needle. Her understanding of the healthcare industry includes not only bedside experience in a level one trauma center ER, which I would think that would be that would be something. So kudos to you, Patricia, but 15 years of executive management healthcare IT. She believes that patients need more than just education to change your lifestyle. It takes a new belief system. And she's a diabetes coach and blogger. So her mission is to take the struggle and frustration out of diabetes by teaching coping skills that include change management strategies into the treatment plan, right? So that's what we have to do, I guess, when we have diabetes. So Patricia Daker, welcome to my show. Go for it. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So excited to have you on live with me this morning. So Patricia, like I do with all my guests, Give a few minutes, uh, just talk a little bit more about your history and what do you mean actually by both sides of the needle, but give a little bit of history, what uh, brought you into nursing and maybe because of your diabetes, looks like you've had diabetes for quite a while. So just give my uh, worldwide audience just a little bit of history about you. Absolutely. Um, So actually my, my nursing happened before diabetes. So I became a registered nurse at age 20. Um, probably the short story is my dad died when I was young, and I think going to the hospital and seeing those people who came in and, and could help had something to do with it. I also was very mathematically and science inclined in high school, and uh, Midwest farmers' daughters' girls do not do, uh, you know, technology kind of thing mm-hmm. back in the 80s, mm-hmm. so I was kind of geared towards nursing um, which it came full circle when I came back into healthcare IT later. But, um, yeah, I, I did this fast track through nursing school. I was a registered nurse when I was 20. 
um, did that at home for about a year and decided, okay, there's more to life than this, and literally put all my belongings in a cattle trailer and moved to Dallas, Texas. Um, landed at Baylor University Medical Center and uh, had a wonderful career there. I loved the bedside aspect of everything, just saw and learned so much. It was during that time um, I developed diabetes. So, um, you know, well, I guess I could talk about that in a minute. I'll kind of tell you my career history. But sure. after um, leaving Baylor, so, I, you know, just things had changed and it was time for me to do something new. And I was ready to um, really kind of go back and pick up what I may have left off in high school with that propensity for, the, for technology. So I went to um, work at a small startup company that actually survived um, started as a subject matter expert. They just needed emergency department nurses to explain and help the engineers create emergency department software. Um, I just rode the corporate ladder. I um, ended up starting just as a subject matter expert. Took over all of um, took over a product manager role. Then took over all of the product direction role. Took over marketing. Just kind of went up. I had a great mentor and boss, um, and so a wonderful career there. So kind of bringing it to where I'm at now, I have this, I I understand what the healthcare world looks like. I get it. I understand the business aspect. I get that side. I understand the patient. And that's really brought me to this business opportunity that I'm doing now. Um, And I'd love to talk more about that. Or do you want me to kind of get into my diabetes diagnosis? I could talk about either. Well, because I think this really all just kind of ties into it, right, with your diabetes Mm -hmm. um, diagnosis. So when were you first diagnosed with diabetes? Really, I mean, pretty at a young age, weren't you, in your 20s? I was in my 20s. I was 26 years old, and I Mm -hmm. was working nights in the ER. So, again, a very busy level one inner city um, trauma center, and I was tired. Um, And ironically enough, my career in nursing, I had dealt with so many patients with diabetes I had friends who had it. I never, I never saw it coming, if you would. I was just tired, um, and I worked nights. So if you look at the classic signs of diabetes, they're thirst, um, frequent urination, and hunger. And I think every ER nurse out there is always thirsty because we never take breaks. We're classically known for having to go to the bathroom and holding it forever, right? So it's like when you have the chance, you go. Um, and it seems like we're working nights, so we're always tired. So all those symptoms I had, I just wrote off as part of being an ER nurse working nights. Um, it really wasn't until I got so super tired that I couldn't stay awake. And, you know, as bad as it was, um, one, one of the most memorable times is the bat. We had this red phone. It was called the bat phone. That's what we nicknamed it. And it would ring when an ambulance was coming in. And they would let us know what kind of patient they were bringing in. And it was about 3 o'clock in the morning one night, and it rang. And I never said this to anybody, but in my heart, I'm like, I hope it's a gunshot wound to the head, which is horrible, I know. But I was so tired, and those kind of patients tended to expire very quickly, which is a mm-hmm. horrible way of saying it. But I didn't have the energy to, to, to invest in something that was going to be really long-term, and I'm like, that is just wrong that I'm having these thoughts that I'm that tired. Um, mm-hmm. And so later that week, my primary care doctor happened to come in, and I'm like, I think I have, like, chronic fatigue or something. I'm just so tired. So he's asking me some questions, and he said, what's going on in your life right now? And I'm like, well, I'm working overtime. I just bought a house. I have a new boyfriend, you know, busy, busy, and having a lot of fun on my days off. And he's like, well... A, get some sleep, you know, what was the last meal you had? And I'm like, I don't know, a Snickers bar. 
So he's like, B, eat some healthy food and come see me. So that's what I did. Um, you know, really tried to take better care of myself. But I went and saw him um, in the morning. So I'd worked at night till 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, and I couldn't eat all night, which was really, really hard to do because I had to do fasting lab work. Oh, so I went sure. over and yeah. saw Yeah, so all night long and you're busy and typically you're sucking down coffee and, you know, that food kind of keeps you going through the evening. Mm -hmm. I remember it being a very difficult night, Um, but I went and did my blood sugar and my fasting blood sugar was 140, which it should have been probably in the 90s. Mm. So he's like, huh, you know, that's kind of high. And so he said, when you're at work, and this is back in the days before there was as much regulation as there is now, but he said, check your blood sugar, use the equipment in the ER and see what your blood sugar is just random times. Well, the first time I checked it, it was over 300. Oh, so, um, wow. I, I, yeah, so that's high and that shouldn't happen. And, you know, I wasn't seeing it. I wasn't having it. I knew it was a mistake. So there's this whole, you know, denial aspect to it. Not me. Can't be right. There must be something mm-hmm. else. Um, and, and I went through all of the stages that you would go through classically. So, um, you know, I, I started on some pills and I, I exercised and starved myself to make my blood sugars be what I wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. So I guess the other aspect of a lot of ER nurses is we're kind of control freak type A personalities, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is a good personality type to have if you work in mm-hmm. an ER. Yeah. Um, but so I really um, tried a lot of things to make this not happen. And it was inevitable. Um, I ended up on insulin you know, a couple of weeks, not very much longer, a very short time after that. So I am type 1 diabetic. I have, um, I, what we think happened was maybe about six or eight months before I started feeling really tired. I came to, excuse me, I came to work one day and um, I had this rash all over me and I kind of didn't feel good. I'm like, oh, I don't know, I think I have something. And I looked, one of the doctors took a look at me. And he said, you look like you have chicken pox. Go home. And I'm like, you know, I had chicken pox as a kid. I've been exposed to it countless times. It can't be that. And he said, well, I don't know what it is, but just go home. You're probably contagious. And it never really manifested into chicken pox. I felt kind of bad for a day, mm-hmm. but it went away. So we think that might have been the trigger because type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. And that perhaps it was that virus that I probably caught from an ER patient that triggered my body, my immune system, to make antibodies, which are your fighter cells in your body. But there was an error, and instead of attacking the virus, it attacked the beta cells of my pancreas. Mm-hmm. So um, even though I wasn't a child, it's really type 1 diabetes and juvenile diabetes are the same thing. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, it's interesting, those autoimmune, those autoimmune diseases are just, they're just... Oh my goodness! I would think they'd just be frustrating and um, just hard to take control. Because I know just a little tiny bit about how you know about how the immune system can attack your attack your body instead of attacking the cells it's supposed to, and or attacking the disease. You know, so but so from that now you've taken that. And because of the diabetes now, but now you want to go and you want to help other people. So because you're a medical professional and also, as you call it, both sides of the needle, you're a medical professional and a patient. So I'm sure you have learned a lot. So I did. Yeah. So tell the people how you really got to this place and what you've learned from all of that. Absolutely. So, um, 
the medical profession does not really um, include what I'm about to tell you in its normal treatment plan. They kind of mention it, but it's not there. But when I first was diagnosed, I struggled a lot. Um, I didn't want it. I didn't want to have it. I lived alone. I was scared. I was frustrated. I couldn't do it perfectly. Um, I felt very judged. So if I ate something, people were looking at me, you know, just a lot of emotional baggage and a lot of feeling bad about myself and feeling if my blood sugars weren't perfect, then I was somehow not perfect. Um, And I really got to the point where I didn't want to do anything anymore. It was just too hard and I can't, I couldn't be successful at it. Um, Mm -hmm. And through just some very, through, you know, God's intervention and, and a lot of people crossing my path at the right time, Um, I ended up going to see a counselor, and what I really found out was my problem wasn't diabetes, it was how I addressed problems. And so I'm kind of an avoider. If there's something bad, at least at that time, I I would say I'm recovering now, but um, I tended to avoid it, right? I didn't want to deal with it. I wanted it to go away, and diabetes wasn't going away. So the thing that I've learned, I think, from this is I had to grieve the loss of the life that I had, the life that I thought I was going to have. Mm-hmm. And when you think about grief, there's five stages if you, um, you know, do the research of the common stages of grief. So there's denial, and I certainly did that. And then there's anger, you know, not me, and I did that. And then there's this bargaining where if I do A, then B, you know, you kind of try to figure out how to make it work within the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. And then you get depressed, right? You get this depression, um, and if you can work through all that, and with my counselor I did, you end up with acceptance. And I would say that's where I'm at. And I'm going to say something that's probably going to sound really weird, but it's true. And I can tell you I love having diabetes. And what really? That means, mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Mm. So it was really hard to hate part of my life, right? It was really a lot of baggage to carry around. And my definition of love, and it's one of many, but one is unfettered acceptance. If somebody loves me, the way that they can love me is to accept me completely, not try to change me, not want me to be different, but but see me for who I am and accept me. And that is what I feel about diabetes, right? It's part of me and I accept it. So it was a mental journey to get there, to stop fighting against it and struggling it, you know, struggling with it. Right. And, Mm -hmm. And there were some things I did. So initially diabetes was a snake and I hate snakes, right? They're scary. They're slimy. They bite, just, I still don't like them, right? But that mm-hmm. was my mental picture of this thing. And for the medical community, it's like, here, you have a snake. Take care of it. Here's how you feed it. Here's what you need to do to water it. Have a nice day. You know, come back and see me in a few months. And mm-hmm. so the medical community really didn't address how to make peace or make friends with this illness that just showed up in your life. Um, my own personal journey, I figured out how to change that mindset So my diabetes is now this little girl that I take care of and I feed her and I play with her and I give her her medicine because I need to take care of her. And Mm -hmm. that is worth my time. The snake, eh, not so much, Mm -hmm. right? So just that attitude, that change in attitude. And um, I don't don't carry around this burden. I'm not victimized. Yes, I have something I have to deal with every day, but it's my choice to take a different approach. And that is very empowering. So that's my journey on my side of the needle as a patient. From the medical side of the world, they really don't care too much. I mean, and there are people that do. I don't want to, I'm talking generally here. But mm-hmm. in my training, it's not something that we worked with. We really focused on 
how to do an injection, how to count carbs, what diet you should do, you know, how you balance your exercise with your insulin and how you test your blood sugars, all those tactical pieces. And that was pretty easy to learn. And, you know, I had a head start because I was a nurse. I certainly knew a lot more. But nobody helped me figure out how to make peace with it and how to make friends with it. Mm-hmm. And that has been the game changer, right? My life is so much happier and it's more intentional. I'm not reacting constantly to what this disease may throw at me um, because I'm in control of it. And I think that's the thing that's different on both sides of the needle is the medical profession today, the doctor gives you an order, and it's actually called a medical order, right? And an order sounds very authoritarian, right? Do these mm-hmm. things. You must mm-hmm. do this. You, you must. And then if you don't, um, you're kind of called noncompliant, or they ask you what you did wrong. There's a lot of judgment attached to it. Um, I think transitioning a little bit from what I learned in corporate America. Well, I'm and I, with Patricia, I hate to say, even say this, but we only have like 30 seconds until break. I'm sorry. I wasn't paying okay. attention. I was so into your story that. Okay. Well, we, I, yeah, we, we only have yeah. 30 seconds until break. But when we come back, I want to hear more of that because I'm sorry. I was just like so in tune to what you were saying, but I love the mindset, sh- the shift in your mindset. I was just so enthralled with that. And also I have a message from a listener too that I want to read when we come back from break. But I appreciate you in that mindset change. And ladies and gentlemen, when we come back from break, we are going to learn more about Patricia and how she's dealt with all this and how she's helping others. So ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. I've got a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Visit joehosman.com today and get a 20% discount off of my most popular three-month coaching package. This is a $1,500 value. This discount coupon is available only on my website, joehosman.com where you can also get information about other services like strategy sessions, my book, coaching, and training programs. Also support for the radio show and much more. Don't wait. Check out joehosman.com for the special offer today. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, joehosman.com, or call 605-941-7969 for more information. Again, that's joehosman.com or 605-941-7969. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It, my show here on Voice America. Hey, thanks so much for listening today and every week. 
Today, we are talking to Patricia Daker. She is giving us so much great information. She is an RN, but also a diabetic. And she was just telling us a story about how she was diagnosed with diabetic and then how she changed her mind shift to really hone in on being able to take care of her diabetes. Now, before we get into more of it, I want to read you a message I got, Patricia, and it is from an avid listener, Linda, and she says, Please tell her, thank you for choosing the medical field. My hat's off to her and her help her help to help others because I could not do that at all. So I appreciate her choosing that profession. And then later on she goes, wow, I love her attitude. Oh, so, thank Yeah, you. that is very exciting. So congratulations yeah. because it's that attitude. It's the mind shift when we go and we take responsibility for what we have. And I love how you're talking about you are going to, you know, you think of your diabetes now as that little girl that you need to take care of. You know, really, and yeah. as mothers and as women, and we just like to take care of things. So that's what resonates with you. And that's what helps you to take care of it and keep it all in check. Yeah, so, because the hard part is not the tactical, it's doing it every day and never having a day off. The emotional right? part of it, and have, do you yeah. give yourself a shot two times a day? I actually wear an insulin pump, so I'm connected oh. 24-7. Oh, you are connected then. Yeah, hmm. it's actually easier for me, so um, I've been doing that for, gosh, about 18 years. Whenever Miss America, what year was that, 96 or 97, Miss America wore a pump, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, if she can do it, so can I. I was Amen. single at the time, too, so it kind of, it was hard, you know, having that on you and having to date and figure all that out. Absolutely. Well, and I want to shout out Patricia's email, or, sorry, her website address, too. It is dragonflylights.net. So dragonflylights.net. And I apologize, I forgot to do that at the beginning. So you can also read her full story, including her blog at that dragonflylights.net. Because today, ladies and gentlemen, we're just tipping the iceberg. You know, there's so much more to know about Patricia, but we're going to go on to now. So what did, and we're, we were talking about this right at break, and I was so engulfed with your conversation that um, unfortunately I had to cut you off to go to break. But what did you learn from corporate America that influences you, you know, you're, you in business today? And then I love the name of your website. I do. So, mm-hmm. you know, really, then how did you get that company name? So I know that's kind of a lot in a short amount, but what did you learn sure. from corporate America? So interesting, a couple things I'll tell you about, too, that stand out. Um, One was how business wants to be successful and how they treat their employees. So when you hire someone new um, and you teach them a new set of skills, you're, you know, onboarding them onto your business, you're teaching them how to do all kinds of things. And if they don't do it right, you invest in them, right? You're like, okay, why are you struggling? What are we doing? How do we get you successful so that you can be a successful employee and achieve the outcomes I want you to do. In medicine, we give you some training, and if you don't do it well, we call you non-compliant, right? Why are, you, why are your blood sugars not? Why aren't you doing what you should do, right? So um, there's a judgment in the medical side of the world that I don't see in business because in business, the goal is to get the, get the work done, and we're going to look at those people. In medicine, it's more to treat a problem and not to really focus on the outcome of being successful, yeah. um, so, so just that mindset, you think about that, you would never, or even like a child in school, if they're struggling with learning something, you don't call them non-compliant. Mm-hmm. So I, that, that's one of my, um, you know, there's not many words I kind of viscerally react to, but that would be one because I really believe everybody does the best with what they know and what they can. 
nobody really chooses to do a bad job. Mm-hmm. Um, we just make a lot of choices for a lot of reasons every day, and we all have different coping mechanisms, different understandings, different resources. And, you know, that I, don't, I really don't believe people do it intentionally just to be bad, right? Right, right, um, exactly. Right, so if education were all it really took, then McDonald's would be out of business, we'd all be our perfect body weight, nobody would smoke, nobody would drink, right? Because we all know those things are quote-unquote bad. So Mm -hmm. that's not what it's about. So the other thing in business that I learned, um, so I was in software development, and we used a product called Agile. And what Agile did was instead of having a very fixed way of doing things, you had an end goal in mind, and you started the process, and you constantly reevaluated and looked at what you were doing, and you made changes. So if it stopped making sense, you stopped doing it. So the goal was, and and the easy example is, let's say you're going to build a highway from point A to point B. Um, You would first do a little tiny road from point A to point B to kind of understand what your journey looked like. Maybe there was a river you had to consider. Maybe there was some rocky soil. You know, and then you would go back and you would start building this road. So you were kind of understanding the landscape before you fully committed to this is exactly how it must be. And every time something didn't work, you adjusted. And that's exactly how I think diabetes management should be. It is not one fixed blanket rule, and it changes every day. It's very fluid. Um, you know, I, I do it every day. I've done it every day for 27 years, and every day it's different. And so you need to be flexible and have a lot more autonomy and ownership. And I think those are some of the things that I see in corporate America that we're starting maybe to see more in the medical community, but there's still this, um, for most people, doctor is God and what they say you must do. And people have a hard time, you know, um, presenting their side of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, here's, here's how I, I think I can make that happen or here are my challenges and then coming up with something that works for everybody. So um, that was kind of the story about um, corporate America. So, you know, I left corporate America last June. And, oh, um, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. So it was a wonderful time until it wasn't, right? It was really fun. Um, but I, I came to a point where I wasn't feeling fulfilled anymore, right? So there were things I did with um, the software industry that were so fun, and I loved the ride until um, I didn't. And I got to a point where I thought, you know what, this is not what I'm meant to do. And so I did one of those crazy things and I quit. And I took a break and luckily my husband and I um, are in a position where where we were able to do that. Um, And I spent a lot of time introspectively looking at what I wanted the rest of my life to look like. And I really don't want to um, work nine to five and just earn a check and be done, right? That's not what my goal is. So um, kind of coming around to the name of my company, um, I was spending a lot of time just in introspection and prayer, trying to figure out how I make sense of my journey thus far, this diabetes thing and this corporate America thing and, you know, my medical, what's it all coming to? And I keep coming back to how my journey has been different and I'm happy despite having this chronic illness. And I think that's, that's what I want to bring. And it didn't really strike me until I was swimming one day, believe it or not, and when I was swimming, I would um, try to spend time in prayer and be really centered and see what, what messages God would give me. And I wasn't getting much other than um, I, this diabetes thing was kind of bubbling around. And um, so I literally stopped swimming one day. I stood up in the pool and I'm like, okay, God, I am not getting it. I need a sign. I need something from you to help guide me in the right direction. 
And literally that day, this little dragonfly started flying with me. And for the next 30 minutes, that guy did not go away. It was the weirdest thing. And he just skimmed around as I was swimming. And so I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that means something. So I got out of the pool and Googled it. And when I looked, what do dragonflies mean? It talks about this. um, In many cultures, a dragonfly represents spiritual growth and emotional maturity. And I'm like, you know, that's it. That's, That's what this journey is about. It's about understanding yourself better and who you are and what your purpose is and and growing up inside better, right? So I love mm-hmm. that name. I'm like, okay, great marketing. I'm not going to turn that away. And then that same week was the week of the eclipse. And so at church, they were talking about light as a metaphor for change, how you, know, you shine light on something, you can see something you didn't see before. It makes things change and it makes things grow. So that's really what I want to do with diabetes. And so my, my mission, if you will, is to change the healthcare delivery model for diabetes to include this um, emotional and personal journey to understand your, your, yourself, what you're motivated by, where you're at in the grief process, work through these emotions so that you can get to a place where you accept what is true and you can mm-hmm. work from that and you own and control your destiny. Because when you're in Again, that it's place. that mindset. It's that mindset yeah. shift that people need to have. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of us, and I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but a lot of people, you know, when they go to the doctor, as you stated, they think God, the doctor is God almost. And that, you know, but you can go to two or three different doctors and get different diagnoses. So Absolutely. you have to go with the one that you feel the best with and then go with it. But then also do your own research. I actually, I was Googling dragonflies. I'm like, that is so interesting. And you're right. It's all about change. And so mm-hmm. that was your sign. And then also yeah. change later with the light. You know, I love that. Because sometimes what we're looking for, we never know when it's going to come and then you know, look at you. You just stood up out of there, and then your 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 um your sign came to you, and that's what's so exciting because now you're able to go help others with that. And again, I I preach this on my show all the time. It's all about that mind mindset shift. Yeah. You know, turning the mm-hmm. negative into the positive, and you know, it doesn't matter what disease you have, but diabetes I think would be would would be a difficult one, but just getting into the direct mindset of being able to help yourself first and then be able to go help others and you did that and you know kudos to you i i like corporate america we need them but you know kudos to you for taking that chance that's what i love the most you took that chance yeah. and you, you and your husband decided that that was a good thing to do and so kudos to you i love that so i love how you got Thank your you. name and so now you also blog don't you on this yeah so so when we got started, I just, you know, and I've been very intentional about growing my business, and I know your show talks a lot about, you know, doing your own business, and I can say being a type A, doer, 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 got to get it done, I am intentionally doing this differently. So there's a lot of things I could do in my day to get busy, and I'm including a little bit more still time and more thoughtful time, um, and I didn't try to do it all at once. So. I'm kind of in a, you know, the first phase was to create my voice and to get all these thoughts and ideas in my head to start crystallizing. And that's the website and the blogging. And I send out, you know, if you subscribe to my site, I send out little motivational messages and videos just about, you know, I pray every day and whatever comes to me, it's, I assume it's somebody needs to hear it. And that's what I write about. So I I feel like I've got my voice and it's really started 
to help me understand how to deliver the message. So that was kind of phase one. In phase two, I really started getting my business together and I joined some networking groups and that really has been phenomenal. Um, if you're not in networking and you're trying to get started, I would highly recommend it because I found other people willing to pour into me, to share their experience, to give me advice, um, mm. connect me with resources that they really liked. And especially with a home-based business, when I go to my networking meetings, I have to get up, I have to get dressed, I have to put my professional self on, Mm -hmm. and I have to Mm -hmm. state what I do and what my business is about and answer questions about it, um, which really just keeps you focused. Because working from home, you know, be real, sometimes it's hair in a ponytail and, you know, you're doing Mm -hmm. your work and you may be over the phone or whatever. So um, the networking was like phase two to really put structure to my business. And right now I'm in execution stage, right? So we are making things happen, all these ideas and things that have been happening. But it's been intentional and it's been peaceful. And I think that's been probably the biggest um, correct thing I did was not Mm -hmm. to get too crazy and to let it Mm -hmm. come to me and not try to make it happen Mm -hmm. because incredible things have happened, just incredible opportunities. and, um, And it's because I think I didn't force it, I welcomed it. Absolutely. And I talk about that all the time, too, because I help people start home-based businesses. It's really, I love that you're out there networking. That is probably the number one thing I tell people. And you're right. Being solo entrepreneurs working from home, it's really easy to stay in your sweats, stay with your hair pulled up, you know, Mm -hmm. not get dressed up. But you have to get dressed up. You have to be seen. And you have to go out and make yourself known into the community. Now, what's going to happen is, you know, you're getting a lot of help, but also people are going to start coming to you that want want help, and they're going right. to start coming to you that because now you're out there and you're being you're telling your story, and people are like, oh, hey, I know so and so that might need you, or if they're talking to yes. somebody else, they're going to recommend your name, and that is the best part. So congratulations and kudos to well, you thank because you. thank you. It, it is. It's all about that networking, and I love how you just open yourself up to it. You know, as entrepreneurs and solo entrepreneurs at type A personality, like myself, (laughs) we just want to go out and do it, do it, do it, do it, and do it right now. But I'm also very type B personality where I have to, um, a lot of days it's like, you know what, today's good. I had a really good day yesterday. I, you know, did this, this, this. I'm like, nope, today, pick it back up and do it again. So kudos to you because it does take a lot. And now I will tell you, we have about three minutes until break. So I'm... I'm on top of it this time. So, (laughs) so, so now you're in the execution stage, which is very exciting. And so how are you seeing your business really come to light then? So, um, several different revenue streams. So one of the things we're looking at are how do we, um, you know, have different ways to touch different groups of people. Um, I think one of the things in execution is that's where I tend to get very busy. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to be, create periods of non-busy. So this morning I got up, I go for a walk, and when I walk, I am one with nature, and that's where I get my inspiration. I don't know why, looking at trees and grass, and, you know, it's in, I'm in Texas, and the blue bonnets are blooming, so that's just beautiful. But oh, nice. taking a moment to get centered in that space before I kind of do some of the execution really, really um helps with a balance, and balance is what I'm really going for. But on the execution side of things, I've got a children's book in the works. So, um, Good. How exciting. Yeah. 
So it's a little dragonfly. And so the book is about a little dragonfly on its journey um, through mm-hmm. life. And really the intent of the book is that to help kids and even adults. So what I'm finding is medical stuff gets confusing very quickly. So I want to bring it down to a level where I can explain what a dragonfly light means to you. And then you can mm-hmm. kind of go to the next step of what it means for an illness. But this dragonfly is really cute and he flies around in a little spaceship. Because, you know, cute. kids like uh-huh, spaceships. I love that. Um, and every little dragonfly has his own spaceship. And the dragonfly is a metaphor for your soul, which is perfect and complete and unbreakable. And the spaceship is a metaphor for your body. And through this little guy's journey, he himself and his other dragonflies will have little things that happen to their spaceship. Mm. Right. And we're going to talk about how people react to that. So, you know, you might get a scratch on your very pretty spaceship and you decide, okay, it's going in the garage. I'm not going out anymore because you're worried about damaging it. Or Mm -hmm. you might feel bad because your spaceship's kind of rusty compared to somebody else's. Right. So there's all these metaphors um, throughout that. And, And the goal of at the end is that the whole point of the spaceship ride is to look out the windows and meet people, see the beauty, create this collection of memories. Um, and that's the point. The point is not having a perfect spaceship because your spaceship is not you, right? Amen. And so it's a beautiful mm-hmm. children's book. That's um, I'm working with an illustrator now, so that's kind of the stage we're at. But that really just talks to any kid, anybody with an illness or any person, really. It's, it's not unique to diabetes, although that's my perspective. So that really helps um, bridge the gap from explaining my, my logo, my brand name, into what that means. So that's step one. Absolutely. Um, and, and I will let you know, Patricia, we do have to go to break. But okay. um, you have such great information. It's just, I just get so drawn in with when you're telling me. <laughs> children's books just are so inspiring to me. I love it yeah. when people um, write children's books. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be right back after break. Now, I forgot, if you guys have a question for the show, give us a call. You know the number. It plays on break, too. But it's one 866 Four seven two five seven nine zero. You can always call in and ask a question as well. Or uh, Patricia's website is dragonflylights.net. Dragonflylights.net. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, joehosman.com, or call 605-941-7969 for more information. Again, that's joehosman.com or 605-941-7969. I've got a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Visit joehosman.com today and get a 20% discount off of my most popular three-month coaching package. This is a $1,500 value. This discount coupon is available only on my website, joehosman.com, where you can also get information about other services like strategy sessions, my book, coaching and training programs also support for the radio show and much more don't wait check out joehosman.com for the special offer today 
We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. My show here on Voice America have a wonderful and fantastic guest, Patricia Daker, on the line with me today. Her website is dragonflylights.net. Now, before the break, we're talking about how she started in business, and now she's to the execution stage of her business. So we want to continue on with that talk. So, Patricia, let's go on with that. So what's besides the children's book, you have more execution stages that you're doing with your business. Yes, I do. And you know what I thought? I probably shouldn't use that term because I'm talking in healthcare and execution oh. sounds kind of... <laughs> oh, yeah, that may be not the best. <laughs> um, no, but I use that word. But, um, yeah, so several different things. So the book, like I said, is... Um, great traction there. I'm currently already doing coaching, so I'm working with individuals and groups. Um, A real fun um, group that I'm working with at the middle school here with some kids that have um, diabetes type 1 and, you know, imagine being 13 and having to deal with pumps and needles and all that and just going through puberty and adolescence, right? So it's been really great to help them gain perspective on not only themselves but disease and, you know, how they see the world. So doing the coaching, and I can do that um, in person via Skype. You know, um, the groups obviously are local that I can travel to. Um, but then the next big initiative is the coaching. What I'm learning is I can only touch a couple people, right? So I can only um, work with a, a finite number of individuals just because of the hours in the day. So I'm taking my um, platform and putting it into an online education series so that you can go through with me you know, this journey, and it's it's initially some diabetes education, just the facts, you know, everybody has to have the understanding of how it works, and then really going through the grief process and helping people identify where they're at in that, and then some tools to help them self kind of guide themselves through grieving and being aware of where they're at in the process. Um, another stage would be going through and understanding your motivation. So what what makes you do what you do? Um who you are inside, how you see the world so that you can better understand, you know, what your skills, talents, and barriers are to doing what you need to do. And then the last, um, not the last piece, the next piece would be on um, ownership. So you've got to be the driver of your life and your illness and so what that looks like and how to get to that stage. And then another series on dealing with um, medical care. So how to communicate with your doctor, how to tell them this isn't what you like. If you're a child, how to tell your parents they need to back off because you're feeling smothered. You know, there's just a lot of emotional things that happen. And sometimes people don't have the words to have the conversation to say how they feel. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking all that sort of guidance and putting it into an online series that people can um, subscribe to. Mm -hmm. And from that, then we're going to create a book once that's all done. But I love the, that. Kind of the, the next stage of things. And then, like I said, I'm agile, so I keep evolving. Different things keep popping up. And we talked um, this past week about having maybe a song about the dragonfly or creating some dragonfly stuffed animals that you could 
you know, if, if you were a kid and you heard that story and that resonated with you, that maybe you want a yellow dragonfly or a green one or whatever. Um, so so that's so just some ideas. So it's fun at this point just seeing where it goes. Oh, absolutely. And or, you know, giving a stuffed dragonfly to children that have, you know, the diabetes. I a local family here, their daughter was diagnosed with that diabetes at age six. Yeah. Six. It's just like how heartbreaking. You know. Well, and the heart, but she's the such a trooper. Is, you know? Yeah, and the, the thing with kids though is they um they don't have a lot of the emotional baggage we have. Right. But they exactly. can tend to start thinking themselves as the disease. They have a hard time separating them from the part, you know, from the needles and the sticks. Oh, and that's a mm-hmm. key kind of um, step they, to, to really healthy outcomes is you have to realize you're not your disease, right? And so I think mm-hmm. that's something key for kids to really help get their brain around is, yes, I have this, but it, it's not me. It doesn't define my dreams and my goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at age six, you know, of course, she's not going to remember anything different. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right. It's really separating yourself from that disease because you are so much better. And as you were, you know, explaining and teaching and coaching people, you're so much more than your disease. Your disease, as you call it, is just a little girl you have to take care of. Yeah. And I love that metaphor because yeah. if you can look at it that way, then all of a sudden that disease does not control you. You control it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then it's, again, it's that mind shift. It's about turning that negative into a positive and really being able to hone in on what's going to make you better and a bigger, better, bolder, stronger person that I always like to talk about. So, again, kudos to you because it really is, um, it's taken that, in any disease, doesn't matter if it's diabetes yeah. or anything, but it's really taking that and turning it around. So when is your online education going to be available or is it available now? It's not, no, we're just in early conception stages. So I've got the coursework outlined and I'm doing some research now to find out how we're going to videotape it. And, you know, so it's, it's coming. It's just in the, we're, we're creating that piece. So the book was first because that was something a little bit easier to get produced. Absolutely. Um, and so we're working on that now. But um, I think that really is going to take this message further than I can do it one-on-one. And that Absolutely. would be my goal. And mm-hmm. You know, the other audience I would love really to tap into are nurse practitioners. So doctors, we love them. They they spend a lot of money to go to school and learn a lot of great stuff, and they give us great information. Um, they're very specialized, and you don't get a lot of time with them. Mm-hmm. In healthcare today, nurse practitioners are becoming more the forefront and the face of healthcare, who you see all the time. And I think they are going to be more receptive. Just knowing a lot of my nurse practitioner friends, you know, fellow nurses who have gone on to get their practitionership, um, they, they get this a little bit more, and they have a little bit more of a holistic approach. Mm-hmm, so I would love mm-hmm. to work with nurse practitioners, too, to help them start thinking about these things and how they could help serve their patients by getting them these resources or even identifying that, hey, do you know you're going through grief right now? It's okay to be upset. You should be, right? Mm-hmm, but you just mm-hmm. don't want to stay there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another kind of target area for me as well. I love that because uh, the natural approach, you know, that's getting such more and more widely acceptable. And I'm a true believer in it. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, if we took care of our bodies better, um, 
you know, then even though you have the disease, but you can still treat your body better. You know, I mean, we all yeah. can. It doesn't matter who we are. We can always yeah. do it better. And it's so I, I like the fact that nurse practitioners are coming out and they're getting more and more so and they're getting more open. They're expanding their minds and they're more open to different different things. I know one time I had to see one and she was so different than the doctor. So different, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and I loved her thinking. I loved her outside thinking. So now I do want to ask you one question, and that is, uh, what are you most proud of in your diabetes journey? Oh, I think so far has, well, A, just my baby, my girl that I took care of. But um, Mm. I think the other proud moment is my pregnancies. So I had two healthy children despite all the odds at age 39 and 41. Oh, good um, for you. Congratulations. And, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and again, true to my fashion, I did it my way, right? Mm. I, they, they gave me advice. Some I took, some I didn't. I did some things differently. I checked my blood sugar like a crazy woman and kept it in normal range through both pregnancies the whole time just because I was kind of obsessive about it. But um, it, it was hard. It was super, super hard. It was all I did besides work. Um, but I have two lovely children who had no side effects, no ICU time, no, you know, they were just healthy babies and were born and I was healthy. Um, and that was really, really hard to do that. But I'm so proud that I did and that my kids mm-hmm. are okay. And I was able to have children at such a old age, right? Well, that's not old, but yeah, I understand what you mean. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anymore, I don't think that's old at all. I so. know. But congratulations. That That is so exciting. And, so, and it's so inspiring because people listening are going to really hone in on that, knowing that it can be done, and it has been done, and it will be done again. Mm-hmm. And so congratulations to you. I have a friend who was in her early 40s, and she had a very – same thing. She she really watched everything very closely, and she um, had a healthy baby. So con- kudos to you guys. That is yeah. fantastic. Now, we have uh, – we still have a little bit more time, but – when when people think about diabetes and when they think about an illness, what is some words of advice you can give someone who's struggling with it, who is really down and out and they don't know what else to do with their life? You know, they're letting the disease control them, basically. Absolutely. What kind of what, what words of advice can you give to them? So first I would check in with yourself and see where you're at. And if you are down and out and depressed, maybe you should be, because there is a time when you get diagnosed that you should be depressed and if you go back to that stages of grieving right there denial anger bargaining Mm -hmm. depression Mm -hmm. and then acceptance if you look at it like a progression like maybe your depression is on the way to acceptance so think of yourself as a journey not a not a destination of depression but check in with your feelings and understand why you feel that way and the next thing is figure out a strategy to get out Right. And mm-hmm. one little thing. So our goal is not cure. Our goal is not to take you to, you know, top of the line. Our goal is to take you one step up the ladder to feel a little bit better. So if you're at depression and you can't move, maybe getting angry is okay. Get mad mm-hmm. because now you're moving. You've gone one step up an emotional ladder. Mm-hmm. And then maybe blame somebody, you know, start figuring out what caused this. You know, what you need to do is work through all those emotions. And every time you go up a step, so you might go from blame to then like, well, you know, I understand why this happened. And then you go up and you're like, well, okay, I actually learned a lesson from this. It's giving yourself permission to process those emotions and work through them um, Mm -hmm. because denying them will make them last longer. 
So mm-hmm. when I was initially diagnosed, like, oh, you're okay, you're going to be fine. I was not fine inside. I was angry and mad and sad, but the world wanted me to be happy. Mm-hmm. So I hid my anger and sadness and madness, and it just made it last that much longer. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be my, my words of advice is be true to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And then self-advocate. If you don't like the way something is happening, find your voice and change it. You mm-hmm. are the expert on you. If it doesn't feel right, if it's not something you can do, then say so. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's going to fix it for you. I, I think that would be the, you know, you've got to own it and you have to decide your life, your goals, what, you know, what is it that you want to do and then go make it happen and don't sit back and wait because you will get stuck in anger and depression more than likely. Oh, that, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I could not have talked any better. That was Yay. so perfect. It was. That that was so perfect and exactly what the motto is for the show. Really own it, accept it, and move on. And I like how you said, you know what, when um, you're depressed, get angry because at least you're moving. You yeah. know, don't stay yeah. in the depression mode. A lot of times way back when, if, you know, things were going not so great, I would go, like you, go take a walk. Get out of your comfort mm-hmm. zone. But ladies and gentlemen, and Patricia, thank you so much. Those are wonderful words of advice. We do have to end the show, unfortunately. I could sit here and learn so much more from you. Uh, It has just been my pleasure to have you on the show. And again, Patricia's website is www.dragonflylights.net. So again, that's dragonflylights.net. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, and Patricia, thank you so much. It has been my honor. And Ladies and gentlemen, to reach your full potential of becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day, remember that you can also check out my website, joehosman.com. Hey, and you know what? If you want to get a hold of Patricia, even through me, you can send me an email at joe at joehosman.com, and I will forward that on to her as well. But always remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So, right? So, if you're in that depression or whatever mode you're in, step up. You can do this. Own it and move on. You got this in you because you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So, always remember, go out and be great today. Be great always. And along the way, show kindness and love wherever you go. Be a blessing to others. Have a great week. God bless. And we'll see you here next week for another exciting show. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.